Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hi, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where the consumer, user, and patron of our podcasts and things are at the center of what we do. To provide value that they recognize and appreciate is the reason we exist as a podcast. Thanks for joining us. That could that be? That, that's one of those mission statements that very clearly can apply to anything because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that, that kind of applies to us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed to find out that Ravensburger, the company from which this mission statement was parodied, does not make hamburgers. I'm disappointed in that also. I thought I was headed for like a German hamburger site. Yeah, made of ravens. But instead, no, <laughs> it is enjoyment, education. It's education, education company, like toys and educational stuff. Oh. I Consumer, mean, for kids. You know, user, for kids. and purchaser. I mean, I will say, the, despite they're being makers for kids, of elite puzzles. I'm if sorry, you talk to I, puzzle, I, I stand corrected. Puzzle people Thank will you, tell Rich. you Ravensburger have the best puzzles. Makers puzzle of people elite don't come after Tom. Puzzles. Okay, that's okay. amazing. Actually, that Rich was like, I got. Let me jump in here and protect your dumbass from yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate elite, that. Elite, which is funny because man, is this a bland? The consumer, user, and purchaser of our products and services are at the center of what we do. Oh, so the oh, brands okay. are Brio, Think oh. Fun, Alga, Wonderforge, Carlet, FX. When you, I've, I've when heard you say those names like you haven't heard of them, you're just making it worse for yourself. I've heard of Brio and I've heard of Wonderforge and Think Fun. I have not heard of Carlet or Alga. You're just digging your, yourself a deeper hole. That's all you're doing right Please now. Please email feedback at it's a thing dot me <laughs> and explain at length why I should have heard of them. And then at Rich will have to read it. <laughs> is the key at length. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, let's uh, let's just walk away from all of that right now. Barefoot. <laughs> let's. Barefoot walking is a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Time Magazine even uh, has a story about it from June. Um, people just walk it around, not even in their Crocs, Crocless. Um. Apparently, there was barefoot boy summer was a possible thing, but now it's just everybody. It, yeah. Didn't we talked about grounding, I mm-hmm. believe. We did. That's right. Right. And you the know, the bare, idea the, of like feeling the earth on your feet. Yeah. Yeah. And the like bare feet society. And I wasn't even really sure if it was a thing, but oh my Lord, did it, it became so much of a thing. That they're that that podiatrists are just trying to stop it, please. Just being like, please <laughs> protect your feet. Every that is there is a reason that we wear shoes. It's a the a walk in the grass is fine, right? But just always like always. taking off your shoes, walking in a nice clean grassy area in a park, all for it, all for it. Yeah. But I've been seeing. <laughs> And may I say, in multiple countries. Oh wow! Really? People just walking around without the shoe, without any shoes on. Oh dear. 
Oh, dear. Yeah, it really did become a freaking thing. Is it just a, like a sweatpants thing? It just went with the the kind of like pandemic, this is what I'm wearing? I think it's this grounding thing. I think it's this, this I think it's the grounding of, thing has, has expanded. You yeah. Know, it's, it's pushed it. Also, it's really hot. It's everywhere. There could be that, but that just makes it more painful to walk on the ground. Oh, if you're walking on, on, on sidewalks and stuff, which I saw, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, this time article about it, by the way, is amazing. Throughout her career, Pontius, the podiatrist in question, who's like, please don't do that, has removed many things (laughs) from people's feet. Wood splinters, glass, sewing needles, pieces of shells from the beach, even chihuahua hair. Oh. Which she reports is very strong, like a tough fishing string. No kidding. Chihuahua hair. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it turns out in olden days before shoes, uh, there were fewer things to step on and, you know, feet toughened up early in life. (laughs) So (laughs) those are two things that are not true now. Right. Lots to step on and your feet are not ready for this. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet, there we are. Oh, God. Your feet are not ready for that jelly that you're about to step on. (laughs) That jelly fish. Yeah, I'm not here for this. Ouch. No, I'm I'm with the podiatrist on this one. Please put your shoes back on, even though apparently we're losing that battle. I mean, I don't know. If you're like, no, it's the best. I love it, and I'm responsible, and I don't walk on sidewalks, and I... I, I, Okay. (laughs) Right. Fine. You know, fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to yuck your yum. But just be careful out there. Yeah, be careful out there. And also, if you see it out in the world, just know it's a thing, apparently. Apparently, for some people, it might be the move. Oh, have we transitioned to the next thing? What is the move? My next thing. What is is the move, Molly? Exactly. (laughs) That, yes. Now, (laughs) how do we turn this into a who's on first? (laughs) Third base. Wait, wait, do it. Say it again. What is the move? That's the move. What? But what is the move? That's the move. <laughs> but what is the move? That might be the move. <laughs> I can't make the okay. move. Okay. So all forms of the move are a thing right now. And they include the sort of comical use of suggesting something and then saying it might be the move. Mm-hmm. And there's a Reddit, a subreddit devoted to this that didn't take off two years ago, but now there's like a guy doing this on Instagram and it's hysterical. And he just, it, it's like literally MT, MBTM, MBTM. And he it might be the move. Oh, and he will uh-huh. break down something that he thinks is kind of unexpectedly awesome and then be like, might be the move. Might be the move. Might be the move. Putting ketchup in your Coca Cola. Might be I the move. I kind of love this one. It's really fun. And then it has become so common to say what's the move, as in Mm -hmm. what's happening next, that it has now been abbreviated in text by the kids, WTM. So you are going to get a text soon, like I did, and it's going to say WTM. And you're going to be like, what? And they're going to go, oh, sorry, what's the move? And that means what is about to happen next. Right. There's So there's might be the move. There's could be the move mm. there's when you're shopping and you're trying to pull the trigger decide if you're going to pull the trigger on something is this the move mm-hmm. that can apply to your wardrobe as well or you know whatever action you're about to embark on is this the move could be the move might be the move what's the move that's the move the move is the move the right move now. is the move is what the we've move learned is today the move. <laughs> 
<laughs> the move is the move. I, I, this one just feels right. It. It's so fun. <laughs> and it did. It crept up on me until I got the WTM text and saw the, the might be the move guy in the same week. And I was uh, like, yeah. oh my God, the move. And you said everywhere. Making this a thing might be the move. Well, it, exactly. Yes. Could be the move. Is it the move? Is this the move? No, I mean, move. I find it absolutely hysterical that Urban Dictionary had to include uh, an entry on what's the move, meaning what is someone doing next? Because, like, we've been saying that forever. But somehow the move has now taken on this additional significance. Like, it's not just like, what are we doing next? It's like, what are we doing next? That's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it's this not just move? what's up. It's no. what are we doing? What's the move? Yeah. What's the move? What's the move? This Could is the move. such a good one. Might be the move. I'm now not only going to hear this, but I'm going to use it. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. Just hit somebody with the WTM too and see if they know. I feel like this one transcends generations a bit more. Sometimes when a new generation, including my own, came up with slang, it just yeah. felt weird to other generations until you know we all got used to it. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a good example. Uh, but, but this one just translates immediately. You get it. It's, you do. It's so apparent. Such a good one. It is so apparent. And yet you were, you hadn't necessarily thought to put all the words in that order and imbue with them with this level right. of significance, yeah, yeah, which yeah. makes it like a really fun, a really fun thing spot. Like dope. That's an example from my own generation. That's right. dope. Which is back. Which at first... When it first came along, I was like, ooh, that's a little weird. Why is it dope? Dope is bad. We shouldn't be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, yeah, it's not only normal, it's gone away and come back. Right, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one feels like it might stand the test of time. I hope so, because it's a lot of fun. Could be the move. Might be the the move. move. Uh, It might be the move to get your color theory checked, Molly. Oh, Oh, is this it? Is this a thing now? Oh, color theory is definitely a thing. Uh, And in fact, um, it's, it's been coming for a while. This glam article that I found is from March. Um, But I am just seeing it more and more and more. Uh, The brief version of color theory is taking spectrums, particularly warm and cool tones of colors and then applying it to fashion. So makeup, mm-hmm. clothing, etc. cetera. Uh, there are color theory specialists out there where you can go and, and have your color assessed and they'll hold swaths and they'll put different shades of lipstick on you and they will decide like, oh, you're a cool tone, you're a warm tone. These are your best colors. Uh, and then you, you go throw away all of your clothes and buy new ones. Right. Totally. 100%. This is so interesting that this is... Because, like, the undertone thing has been, you know, something that women have struggled with forever. And there's been a little bit of, like, you would go to Sephora and they'd be like, oh, cool tones look better on you. Mm -hmm. But it really seems like it's come up a notch. There's also a whole color theory thing that's, like, about your vibrations in the universe that Mm. people are very, very into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there are colors that just make you feel better and make you behave, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a metaphysical way to go with this as well that I suspect has probably some bleed. Oh yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. There's some fingers reaching out yeah. uh, from that color wheel <laughs> and other yep, areas. From that, exactly. May, maybe <laughs> I should describe it as an aura. <laughs> yes, perhaps you should. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is fun. Create yeah. your entire look with color theory. And 
I will say there's some there's some basis on it. I don't know if it's science per se, but there's definitely colors. I mean, we all know certain colors look better with other colors. Just, oh, yeah. You know, 100%. So it makes sense that certain colors might for your particular skin tone and hair color and eye color just, you know, they just might go better. Do you need science here? You're hilarious. But according to yeah, the Smithsonian, sir, I, I got you, though, because I know you do need a little. Sir Isaac Newton, per the Smithsonian, <laughs> did the important work of discovering the color spectrum, which is the basis of color theory. Since then, several other scientists have added to his work to guide how we produce color today. The only reason I even bring it up is that I know there are people in the audience going, ah, it's a scam. Somebody just wants you to pay them a bunch of monies and they tell you to wear orange. Uh, no. No, they could just make it up. There's nothing to it. And I'm like, no, no, there's, there's something to it. Yeah. There's, there's, there may be practitioners that aren't good at it that are taking your money. I'm not going to deny that, but that's true of everything, right? Yeah, no. I mean, the reason that it works is because different skin is different color and, yeah. and different, but literally, t but the tone part is what's key, right? It's like- yeah. You and I are both Caucasian, but very different tones. Like you're right. a blue eyed guy and I bet you are like more in the rose category, but I'm like an olive kind mm -hmm. of like I've got sort of hazel eyes and like it's a completely different. If we put on the same color makeup, it would look totally different on both of us. Yeah, we we actually uh, both had to go to Sephora with a uh in back in the CNET days. I remember yeah. this now. And have a makeup artist uh put a bunch of stuff on us and go, oh, this is your shade. This is the yep. one that works. I mean, that's essentially a version of color theory right there. I know. That's why I'm kind of fascinated that it's back. It's like the kids like gave it the name again, much like dope. <laughs> <laughs> color theory is dope and might be the move for you. So Being, take off your shoes. Color, th color theory might be the move. Barefoot walking. No. Maybe not. Mm. That's not the move. Possibly not um, the move. <laughs> I'll tell you what is the move. Owning your Gen Xness. Really? Our time Gen has come? <laughs> our time has come. Gen Xers have entered the chat. Oh, no dear. more of your boomer millennial war. You're so boring with that. Gen Xers have decided to be heard and seen. And I know this is weird because it's not our jam to be heard and seen. Yeah, it's very not Gen X to be heard and seen. Tell me more. I know, but we seem to in midlife. Uh huh. <laughs> now that Gen X is hitting midlife, Gen X is like, we're not shutting up anymore. You are soft losers and we don't want to hear it. And so there's this sort of like, <laughs> there's just these like hysterical content creators. Kelly Mano is the one that I like first noticed who has gotten pretty well known doing this. And she's the one who, she really blew up because she responded to this guy who I don't know where she finds the most obnoxious millennial creators on the entire internet. But, you know, I mean, she's got this guy who's like, who that Gen X off the hook? Like, why aren't we making fun of those guys? Oh, uh -huh. I know uh -huh. you saw this. And she's like, because, sir, we will F you up. <laughs> and she's like, you know, our generation got hit with lawn darts and drank out of the hose and our parents told us to leave and not come back until Sunday. And she's like accidentally making an entire career out of basically being like, Gen X will kill you. She's like, we're older than Google. We're not the bigger person. <laughs> she's like our parents who did one where she's like, our parents had to make a commercial or TV had to make a commercial to remind our parents they had children. It was the one that came on at 10 p.m. That was like, do you know where your kids are? Right. <laughs> Oh, that's so yeah. good. This is so good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really fun, obviously, if you are, 
Gen X, but the, the, and there are just like tons and tons of memes going around now, but, uh, and a <laughs> lot, and they're just like stuff that happened then. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but it is absolutely delightful. And the most fun ones are the ones that are basically like, I don't know how we survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think, uh, <laughs> We were raised more by the greatest generation and the lost generation than the boomers. I think, I think you, yeah, you'll find that most Gen us. X parents were not boomers because they're too close to us in age. Yep. And so they, that generation is the toughest generation for sure. And so they just were like, well, just do whatever you do. Like I didn't have anything growing up. Why, why should I coddle you? Whereas right. the boomers, because of the circumstance of the end of the war and the you know the boom the baby boom got got a lot of attention uh and so they had a different characterization than all of the gen xers and then the gen xer the millennials were raised by the boomers who were like oh well, what do we do how do we protect them how do we how do we not let bad things happen to them whereas yeah the right. gen xers we we were left with you know punk rock nuclear war uh right. gas lines assassinations yeah you know that kind of stuff and and the profound neglect that you've just just described which is kind of at the heart of a lot of these memes and it's hysterical yeah and i feel like, like gen z i think one of the reasons i particularly want to bond with gen z is that gen z is starting to feel the same way right because yeah. they're hitting all of these crises and covid and climate change etc yeah and they're uh sarcastic and mm-hmm. snarky and not so earnest and that kind of is that's pretty standard for generations to bond with, you know, to skip. Yeah, right. Like ignore the one Makes in the sense. middle because that's your parents and they suck. Yeah, yeah. And then bond with the other ones. But yeah, and so that is probably why these Gen X memes are like hitting so hard and and becoming so popular. But they are hysterical. There's one like I mean, this Kelly Mano. I like know them all by heart. It's very embarrassing. And I don't know where again she finds the worst <laughs> millennials in the world. Like. Some guy's like, we're sinks, not an option. You had to drink out of the hose. And she's like, <laughs> she goes, we weren't allowed inside the house. And you could just hear all the Gen Xers be like, that's right. We were not in lifetime. That is true. Stay outside. Not allowed inside the house. <laughs> Don't keep coming in and out. You're either in or you're no. out. You're either in or you're out. Just go play outside. You can come home. You're going to be outside. Stay outside. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. And then, um, and also just enjoyable, you know, cause again, M1. Um, and then finally I want to do a thing formation. I want to check in mm-hmm. on a thing that we have been following for a while. So we talked on the show about how astrology is mm. a thing and everybody has gone hello woo woo. And there's like a, just a return to witchcraft and crystals and especially astrology, right? I mean, I for one have three different apps on my phone. Check them all every morning. It is such a thing that it's now curriculum. And I quote, the University of Exeter is introducing the UK's first ever postgraduate degree in magic and occult sciences amid people's growing interest in folklore, witchcraft, tarot, and crystals. The course will explore the history and impact of witchcraft and magic around the world on society and science. The multidisciplinary degree is set to commence with its first batch in September 2024. That is incredible. What a great way to 
create a course curriculum to teach something you want to t- right. that you're into, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> to basically just be like, everybody's into astrology, and I want to. Cl- I want to teach a class on it. Yeah, yeah. This folklore. made me want to become an academic, and it's not. That's not wrong. No, totally. I mean, sadly, they're not teaching spells and potions, <laughs> or but are they? I'm sure it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> the the <laughs> seek the secret office hours right that's exactly. where you get that the good stuff the full hogwarts that's right mm-hmm. oh that's fantastic i it reminds me a little bit it's not the same thing but it reminds me a little bit of the there was new age studies when i was in college where they would oh. they would like study the the new age movement right you know, I mean, it is. Yeah. And that's, that's basically what they're doing here is like, let's study the people that talk about this so that we can talk about it. Oh, there's a bee. Oh, God. Okay. Just stay over there. Bee. There's a bee in the <laughs> bees house. Bees are not a thing. Get out of here. No. Bee. You're not allowed. <laughs> no, bees. No, no. No, one, no one asked for bees. No, please, bees. <laughs> please, no bees. Please, no bees knees. Uh, well, this feedback uh, email is guaranteed to drive away bees. Uh, Lon <laughs> wrote in with a thing check on Io Lofe. Uh, Lofe, the, the singer that we talked about on a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, Lon wrote, just saw a story on how she's blowing up on TikTok and playing sold out jazz concerts to Gen Z. Just did a news search and saw a bunch of stories in the last 48 hours. So I guess thing confirmed. Dang, absolutely. Yep, good save. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Still the beat. Sorry. The beat. <laughs> All right, Terry from Fargo wrote in on a TV thing. Hi, Molly, Tom, and Rich. I don't know if this has come up before, but the Australian kids show Bluey is a huge thing. It's an Aussie kids show on Disney Plus about a family of anthropomorphized dogs. It is honestly one of the best written shows on TV. It's deeper and funnier than a show like this has any right to be. My wife and I eventually realized that it's secretly a parenting show that kids will watch. They have low-key touched on infertility, miscarriage, mom guilt, vasectomies, abandonment trauma, hangovers, aging parents, illness, death, ADHD, divorce. All this in tight eight-minute episodes. I am a 48-year-old father of two littles, four and one and a half-year-old, and I've cried laughing at the show. And a few times, it hit so close to home that I almost, honestly, just cried. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely know bluey is a thing uh yeah. my nieces are way into bluey too, as, as well uh have not watched a lot of bluey myself so didn't know that they were nailing the classic kids move of play to the parents subtly while entertaining the kids and yeah. it sounds like they're doing one of the best versions of it from this description. i know i have heard people mention it before but i'm gonna say it has just reached thing status that Amazing. is, yeah, that is fantastic. And, and yes, Terry, note, note from the producers, thank you to everybody who liked our BOL reel on our Instagram. Got a great response. <laughs> and by the way, we have an Instagram in case you didn't know. <laughs> and by the way, we have an Instagram and producer Rich has invigorated the Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Rich is, is nailing it. Uh, yeah. Doing There's the Lord's video, work there. In case you're wondering if you could see the B, <laughs> there's video on Instagram. Thanks for it. Go Proof check it out. Proof of the B. At it's a thing. <laughs> right? Is that it's a thing? Hold on. Or is it at it's a thing pod? I'm going to hell. Oh, I'm in so no. much trouble right now. Hold I think on. it's just it's a thing, right? It's a thing underscore podcast. Underscore podcast. Yeah. I was like, there's no way we have it's a thing. We have it on Twitter, but it doesn't matter anymore. 
because Twitter doesn't matter anymore. So wait a minute. Hold on. As I opened Instagram to double check that, my uh, Korean teacher posted a picture of herself from high school and said, I had to hop on this yearbook picture trend. What? Whoa. This just in. This just in. Yeah. There's apparently a yearbook picture trend. Um my teacher is much younger than me because her yearbook pictures don't look any different than her now. And yeah, they also great. look extremely modern, like they were yeah, taken I was a couple gonna say, days like, ago. I can't find a They're not like mine, but it'll be in black and white. Right. Yeah. I don't have that. The the paper has already crumbled to bits, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we do our shout-outs? Our shout-outs are so, some of the best parts of the show. Oh, my goodness, are they ever and are they ever today? The shout outs are reserved. This is where we shout out by name those of you who support us at patreon.com slash it's a thing at the highest level, thereby earning a shout out. Heyo. And we handcraft them week after week to themes to make them extra super special and say thank you. This week's theme is based on flower arrangement descriptions from 1 800 Flowers. Oh my gosh. I forgot I all about 1-800 flowers. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> uh, all right. Kick us off. Sometimes Lara Abel speaks louder than words and our elegant Brian Gianforcaro speak volumes. Beautifully hand arranged with lush greenery inside our exclusive Eric Duncan. Each radiant Baylor trucks will help you express your love in the most Louis St. Amour way possible. Inspired by the colorful charm of the European countryside, our best-selling Morris Jones is gathered with a fresh-picked Gabriel Cohen, revealing the rustic beauty of Audrey Stoll-Adler's spot. Shades of golden yellow, rich red, and pops of Jake Woods create a timeless gift for Kevin Sill to enjoy. Just like a daydream, our delightful lavender Benjamin Forrest is gathered with accents of pink and lush greenery in our striking fluted A.J. Venturella. Designed in vintage pressed James C. Smith with ribbed detailing, he captures the rich beauty of Joe Hood, along with the thoughtfulness of your sentiment. Our signature Lee Price is blooming from ear to ear, part of our new Disney collection. He's crafted from white carnations with red, yellow, and white flowers all around to match the color of Mike Aiken's iconic pants. (laughs) Oh my god. Welcome to our new shout out patron, Brian Gianforcaro. Please email me if I have gotten that wrong. John Forcaro could be one of those. Uh and I just want to like shout out that Audrey stole Adler's spot is hilarious. Yeah. That is a hilarious choice of a patron name. That Patreon name was something else. Uh and they emailed us and said, I changed the Patreon name for a joke on another show and it changed it for all of them. And now it's so hilarious to hear that I am not changing it back. (laughs) Okay. Because I will say I had wondered, I was like, I don't think we had an Adler. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's a a common name that you may have come to be like, Oh, did they leave? Nope. If you're, if you're thinking of it, it's that's, that's them. They're just now for the moment called Audrey Stall Adler's spot. That's amazing. I just I just figured it out, and I'm delighted. By the way, uh, thank you to Ambassador Domo uh, in our uh, Discord pointing out that the uh, yearbook trend is an AI thing. People are using the Epic AI Photo Editor app oh. to turn yourself into old school stereotypes. So these aren't actual pictures 
of my teacher. These are AI created pictures. Ooh, I'm going to do that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand over my data to that thing. Heck yeah, why not? I want to yeah, look like a 50s just... person. You pick the date. Uh, everybody's doing 90s, but I guess you could even do other decades in there. So that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. All right, AI, I will train you with my picture. I've already done it for Google. <laughs> I might as well help you out too. I, it's different Crying for us where our pictures are all over the internet anyway. So it's like, I know. what are you going to do? It's really true. So many hairdos. Thank you, everyone, for listening to It's a Thing. Thank you for supporting the show at patreon.com slash it's a thing. We are so grateful. And you get perks, not just shout outs, but our Discord where we record live every week and you can chat along with us and an ad free RSS feed. You can also support the show by buying things through our affiliate links. If you're going shopping, look for those in the show notes or over at our shopping page at it's a thing.me slash shop and keep emailing us those things. It's a thing.me. It's feedback at it's a thing.me. It's the move. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.